0: Grace and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We begin with a family story from a long time ago in Bethlehem. Maybe you know a Naomi. Maybe your experience is similar to that of Naomi. Naomi is the type that everything seems to go wrong. (laughs) Everything seems to go badly. There was some joy in her life. She got married. She had two sons. But man, the narrative that we have here that's passed down to us, there's not a lot of joy at least in the first half of her life here. The sons that she has end up being named Melon and Kilion. Well, you look at uh, what do those names mean? Melon seems to mean something to the effect of sick or sickly. (laughs) Kilion, wasting away It doesn't sound like the boys were real healthy now, does it? So she has these boys, but it sounds like it's pretty likely they never were really strong, healthy men. Her sadness begins even with having to leave Israel. They're in Israel, right? They're in the promised land. They live in Bethlehem. What does Bethlehem mean? House of bread. And what do they have to do? Leave because there's a famine. In the house of bread, there is no bread. They have to leave. And they go to Moab. Moab is the southeast of Israel. A land that was, well, it was... uh, filled with relatives of sorts. Uh, Lot's descendants ended up in Moab. And as they're in Moab, they have these boys. These boys grow up. They get married, and they die. Her husband dies. Her boys die. She feels as if God has been against her whole life you can hear it in her words the almighty is against me don't call me don't call me Naomi Naomi means pleasant call me Mara means bitter (laughs) she is not in a good place is she you know somebody like that ever Everything seems to go bad. Everything seems to go wrong. And man, do they dwell on that negative too. They don't ever look around and find the positive. They sit and they stew in the negative and they remain there. And then they try to isolate themselves. Go away from me, girls. You don't want to be with me. You really don't want to be with the likes of me. There's no future for you with me. Go back to your husband's families. Don't stay around with me. I am bad news. And Orpah doesn't take much convincing. And she's out the door. Now, Ruth, on the other hand, she keeps trying to push her away, but she won't go anywhere. What does she say? Where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. I'm sticking with you. You can't get rid of me. Now, why? Why did all of this happen to Naomi? Why is it that her husband has to die an early death? Why is it that her sons have to die early death? And that both of them, and that she only has two sons. I mean, this is a time when having only two sons is not a lot. Why? Why? Well, we don't know, do we? We don't know. God doesn't tell us. And people like to speculate, right? When you see somebody that's going through something like that, when you see somebody that is, it seems like everything goes wrong for them, they have a health issue, they have um, trouble in their life, people like to speculate and they like to go, well, <laughs> what did they do? You know, What's wrong with them? Oh, maybe somebody in their family messed things up. Who knows, Right. It reminds me of of Jesus with his disciples in John chapter 9, the beginning of this. It says, uh, and he passed by and saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? I've always wondered, did the disciples just blurt it out while the blind man's right there? (laughs) He's not deaf, right? (laughs) But people kind of do that. Don't they? they? They don't even see the person. They see well, there, there's a problem. There's an issue, right? It's not a human in need of care, in need of love. It's, what's, what's wrong with this guy? And they're discussing him as if he's not there. But that's that question. Who sinned, right? Who sinned? What, why, why did this happen to this guy? And what does Jesus say? It's not that this man sinned or his parents but that the works of God might be displayed in him. (laughs) He didn't do anything wrong. His parents didn't do anything wrong. That's not to say they weren't sinful. Of course they were sinful. All of us are. But he didn't do anything to bring this upon himself any more than anybody else. And neither did his parents. But God's going to be at work through this and bring about a great, mighty, work. Naomi probably asked herself, why? Don't you think? Why, God? Why do I have to go through this? This other woman over here, she's married. She's got all these kids. She's got all these grandkids. Why me? And she does try to isolate herself, doesn't she? She's going to go back to Bethlehem She's going to stew in her bitterness and she's going to wait to die. Except pesky Ruth won't let her. (laughs) She sticks with her. She stays with her. She loves her. She does what our, our confessions call the mutual conversation and consolation of the brethren. She is a means by which the grace of God is brought To Naomi, and Naomi begins to experience a little bit of joy, of hope, of comfort through Ruth. And later on, we're going to hear how Boaz will then bring about some mutual conversation and consolation for Naomi, and she's going to be built up a little bit more. She's going to be loved. Well, what do you do with somebody like Naomi? Where do you look for hope? Well, first we, we do the same thing that we see Ruth do and that we see Boaz do. We have to stay with someone going through these things. And if you are one of those people going through these things, you've got to let people into your life. You can't push them away. Because God has sent them there for you, for your good, to be a blessing to you, to help you. So we come alongside and we love and we walk with and and we don't explain, right? Don't be Job's friends. You don't have the answer. You don't know why, right? You don't know why. But we can direct them to where hope can be found. That's what we hear uh, in our, our reading from Romans 8. We heard earlier in, in Romans 8 the, uh, the hope, right? The hope that we have. We live in this fallen world where bad things are bound to happen. We're going to experience them. Loved ones will experience them. Bad things will happen to us. But we have hope. We have hope because we have a God who sees us and a God who comes alongside of us, a God who comes to be with us, a God who comes to help us. By the end of Ruth, Naomi is bouncing a baby boy on her knee. She's filled with joy, filled with happiness. And maybe... Maybe those of us experiencing something like Naomi or who have friends experiencing something like Naomi, maybe that's how that things end up for them in this life where everything turns out great. Maybe not. Maybe not. But there's hope. Because a long time ago in Bethlehem, a woman, crushed in spirit, returned home. But because of the birth of a baby in Bethlehem, she regained hope. Well, because of a baby born in Bethlehem, we have hope. Romans 8 continues to say, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And we say, well, how is God for me? Look at all the stuff going on. How could Naomi say, God is for me? She clearly thought God was against her, didn't she? How, how, in a situation like that, how can we say to someone with a straight face, God's not against you, God's for you? Well, because of the cross of Christ. Because our God showed he is for us by his actions, So even when we have things that we're going through and we don't understand and we ask why and we don't know why and we're hurting, we have a place to look for hope because our God says, I'm for you. And in the end, because of that baby born in Bethlehem, there's hope. Whether it's in this life or whether it's in the life to come, there is genuine, real hope that cannot be taken away from you. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither life nor death nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. There is hope. There is hope for the Naomi's. There's hope for you because of that baby born in Bethlehem. Born for you. Born to die for you. Born to be raised for you born so that you can live in jesus name amen now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in christ jesus to life everlasting amen